All right, Her Wild Outdoors listeners, thank you for joining us for another episode. I'm excited to have a conversation with Rebecca Granillo tonight. Um, She hails from Utah, right, Rebecca? That's correct. Yay! Well, I'm excited to get to talk to you. I was telling you before we pressed record that I've been following you for a little bit, and I'm highly impressed with not only what you do, because we're going to get into that in just a second, but I'm sorry, your Instagram account is so aesthetically pleasing. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Coming from a photographer, like I enjoy just scrolling through your page it is i don't know there's a piece that surrounds it i think and i don't know i go and i see what you are posting and what you're talking about and there's just this softness to it that um i don't know i really enjoy going and seeing what you're up to i appreciate that it's it's been fun it's changed over the years and Mm -hmm. as i've kind of um I've changed as a person. I think it's changed as well. And um, I like I like less harsh colors, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah. And so I've, I've really enjoyed that. And I don't know how long it'll stick around. But for now, I, I thoroughly uh, I have a lot of fun, you know, processing some of these images and, you know, just dinking around with them. Yeah. <laughs> I think it does. You know, you can go over people's pages over the years and look at how they've evolved as people, not just in what they are doing, but how they see things and how they want them to be seen or how um, their mood changes throughout uh, the seasons of their life. And um, and I do like I do like that softer. um edge to it there's purpose and there's strength to it but there's also this soft feminine touch to it and I like it because it shows the side of a woman um in multiple different facets so I think that's why it kind of draws me to your page I love it that's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. So there are a couple of things that I want to touch on today asking you, but give us, take a little bit of time and tell us who you are, how the outdoors has kind of inspired you to be where you are today. All right. Um, so let's see. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll do the usual introduction. So like, um, I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm-hmm. I've lived here my whole life. I um, lived a, for a little bit of time in California growing up. Um, and I, I really enjoyed that time there. But uh, Utah just is home. And so we always ended up finding our way back here. Mm-hmm. And um and you know i don't really see myself living anywhere else um although i have i do have favorite places outside of here mm-hmm. uh, home is home you know so um aside from that i you know have two dogs roscoe and tico they're pretty fun <laughs> and wild <laughs> 
uh, Roscoe's like eight now and well, he's going to turn eight and Tico's two. So they're two completely different dogs. And, yes. Um, <laughs> I've got, you know, you got, I have a seven-year-old and a two-year-old dog. They are much different dogs. <laughs> yep. You get it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so they keep us young and they get us out um, way more than uh, we're used to, which is awesome. And I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Her name is Narani and she's about 21 months now um she's just the cutest thing in the world to me i i i can't get enough of her you know she's so fun and mm-hmm. parenthood was you know uh nothing what i expected it to be <laughs> it never <laughs> really is yeah. no it's wild yeah mm-hmm. um, you know i'm very fortunate i have a really good partner uh, my husband Evan, um, he's just a, he's a great father and a, just a great, you know, this is all around good support. Mm-hmm. And so, um, very fortunate to have him, but I've known him for about 11 years now. Um, we met working for a fly fishing company and, um, we both were very, very, I mean, brand new to fly fishing at the time. Um, didn't know a dang thing about it. So <laughs> it made it very, very comfortable to be around each other just to kind of learn. It, it's always fun to learn with people that are on your level just because it, you know, you might be a little less shy to admit you suck. <laughs> that is <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was really fun. We did a lot of fishing and um, about six years later we got married. And so yeah, it's, it's been really awesome, but um, he loves to fish as well, which makes it even better. Mm-hmm. Cause now um, our family gets out together as much as we can. Um, the winter months are a little tricky, but we, we figure it out. If that sun comes out, we're going out. <laughs> heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, aside from that, um, I'm, I'm 31. Um, and just a baby. <laughs> just a baby. <laughs> That's got a long way to go. <laughs> um, it's amazing and- though, right? How much you can fill into that amount of time. Uh, yeah. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, I was reading the other day, I was having a, a, what was I? I was listening to something the other day and it said that, 20 hours of doing something, uh, you get more out of the first 20 hours of learning something than anything after that. If you are fully engaged, those first 20 hours, you can take more from it than anything else. And so toss that into the 11 years that you and your husband have known each other. (laughs) (laughs) Or the the amount of time that you have had behind a fishing rod. And um, those first 20 hours that you were fully engrossed in it, how much you absorbed out of it, and then tack on the time that you've had after that. It, It takes a short, what seems like a short amount of time, and... And really instills that, holy cow, what did I bring? What did I take out of that? What have I, how much have I grown in that short amount of time when you just fully engross yourself in it? 
Absolutely. That's a, that's a really uh, good way to look at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's something, it's, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it keeps me uh, on my toes when I'm looking at learning something. Okay, well, these first 20 hours that I put into it, it's an investment. It's something that I don't need to take lightly. Um, and you can apply that to anything in your life and tack on parenthood those first 20 hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's, there's right? all the time. <laughs> <laughs> those first 20 hours. Uh, it's a, it's a doozy. You kind of get uh, you cannonball in. There is no dipping that toe in. Um, so it's a, uh, It's just something that kind of keeps you accountable, maybe, um, to those first little, little bits of time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, as you get older, I don't know, time, I know that like the common thing to hear is like life is short, but Mm -hmm. I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like it's extremely long if you're fortunate enough to make it, Yeah, you know, to at least past a certain age where you can you can be mature enough to be humble and understand your place and and things like that if you know anything beyond that it's just it i feel like life is very very long yeah and being 30 i you know i can't wait to see where i'm at 60 i really look forward to getting older and i look forward to time passing i think um it will whether mm-hmm. I like it or not. So I'm just going to look forward to it and enjoy it while I can. Yeah. It's such a great <laughs> a mindset. Great. Yeah. I think that, you know, a lot of times they do say it goes by so quick and I don't know, I, there are days that go by so slow and, <laughs> <laughs> and hard. And I feel like the time that we're in goes by and can go by slow. But then you look back over the year and you're like, when, how did that year go by that fast? So the moment yeah. seems slow, but the the hindsight is a little mm-hmm. bit faster than you kind of want it to be sometimes. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, though, that you're looking forward to getting older. I am, too. I, <laughs> I hit 40 a year and a half ago, and it was you're the – I'm 41. I'll be 42 this year. Uh, oh, my God. You're so hot for 41. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You make me feel so good. Um, no, it it. I promise you 40 was probably one of my favorite years. Turning 40, as That's difficult cool. as it was with COVID happening during that time, the amount of confidence that comes from being in your late 30s and early 40s, it is, I don't know, there's something to it. I've always looked forward to it. My mom looked forward to it. I saw her carry it well. And uh, I don't know, I always looked forward to it. I have friends who who say, you know, I'm 39 and holding. And I'm like, no, I'm 41. I'm holding it hard. Like I am loving it. And I can't wait to be 50. And I can't wait to be like, I love the process of aging because of what comes with it and the experiences that come with it. It's just exciting to me to live life. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Something to look forward to. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And to have teenagers, holy moly, we've (laughs) – 
Like it, that's a whole, you'll get there one day, but it is, I have loved every second of it. So, um, you know, yeah, I was, cause we went to the park today and, um, you know, it's been 20 months and I just, it's hard to believe that 20 months ago I had this human that 1000% depended on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that dependency is slowly that percentage is slowly decreasing. Yeah. And, you know, today we were just, and I know she's only 20 months, but it was just kind of cool to sit on the swings with her. Well, I'm swinging with my daughter. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, I can only imagine how much better it gets. Cause yeah. It was pretty special, although simple, but special. Yeah. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Teenagers, how old are your kids? So I've got a 14-year-old, well, an almost 14-year-old, and then my son turns 12 this week. So they yeah. are uh, – I keep be- being warned, oh, just wait till they turn teenagers. Wait, just wait. Just wait. You are going to – and I don't know. Each season of life with them – has had its hardships, right? There are transitions that are hard for them, but also hard for us. Um, but the joy, like I love my children, but sometimes y- you find it hard to like them. Um, and I, I don't say that meanly. I don't say it's like sometimes it's just hard and you wonder, uh-huh. am I am I doing this right? Am I raising a child that is going to be okay and independent and sometimes they can just be pills and I love them to death and that will never change but there are some days that I'm just like you are so hard right now and they are fleeting and there aren't as many of them and I really like my kids I like who they are becoming and I like their character and I like uh, I like being around them and um, I don't think a whole lot of people can say that about teenagers or not that they can't say it, but that they don't say it. And, um, I really, really enjoy being their mom. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a good feeling. Huh? It really is a good feeling. It doesn't mean that it's any less hard, that it's easy That's, because it's, it's uh-huh. far from that, but there is definitely more joy than I ever imagined there would be and a lot of pride in who they are becoming and uh, and I would not be who I am today without them so I'm grateful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah kids are quite the gift <laughs> <laughs> they are <laughs> they really are so you I'm taking us back just a little bit um, you said Ooh. that you started working in a fly, sh- uh, a fly fishing shop Mm-hmm. And uh, you kind of started into fly fishing at that point in time, um, a newbie, as as we would say. Uh-huh. Uh, what inspired you to start into that? Oh, it's a it's a great question. Um, so I always wanted to work in law enforcement, and. Um, through a cadet program, I got a firsthand experience as to what it is like to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in the lab um, and a crime scene and everything, it's just 
it's not what it is on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not what people make it to sound like. It's, it's a lot of things. Um, and a lot of things I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, like every officer, you know, you have to, you have to see things, um, that may not sit well with you or they kind of don't, you know, they kind of go home with you. Mm-hmm. And, um, just that stuff was hard. Um, there's just a couple cases that really just kind of hurt me. Yeah. Um, and I, I couldn't shake them off. Uh, I couldn't get away from it. Um, and then we had a, a call that we went on and afterwards, you know, um, the officer I was with, I just kind of broke down and said, Hey, I don't, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if, you know, I have the ability to carry this weight. Mm -hmm. And um, he was just very kind, kind person to me. And, you know, he he listened and he's, you know, just brainstorming with ideas. He's like, maybe you just need to try something different, you know, step away for a bit and and then see if it still feels right to come back. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? I don't know what else to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, this was the plan. <laughs> the plan. And, and you know, I, I am I'm ready to take the next steps and I just don't know. And it was it was really cool because he was just like, you know what? Well, I got a buddy. He owns a fly fishing shop. I'm sure he needs help. Maybe we can meet him. And if there's something there, then, you know, that's fun. And he's an avid fly fisherman himself. And so he was just talking it up and, you know, saying all this crazy stuff. And I, um, you know, my family hiked a lot growing up. We didn't uh, fish at all. No traditional, like, dermal tackle, anything like that. We didn't we didn't. We didn't do any kind of fishing. Mm-hmm. So fly fishing sounded even more interesting and weird to me. Um, <laughs> so, so that day, like on our lunch break, we went over um, and met the owner. And, uh, you know, a few weeks after that, I, I just thought, hey, I need change and maybe this is it. So I took the opportunity um, that was presented to me. And I worked for that company for about five or so years before they were acquired by another company. Um, and uh, that was that was one of the best jobs I've ever had. Mm. It was really fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, but that's how I got into it. Yeah. I didn't seek it. I never even heard of it before. Um, but boy, am I grateful that I ended up here. <laughs> it sounds like it was it had a bit of healing for oh, tons of healing. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I mean, that's, um, I think that's why I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I was just like, in such a hard place and, um, I, it's hard to find anything crappy about fishing. Yeah. It doesn't matter what kind of fishing you do. It's all, it's all, it's all powerful because it takes you away from whatever reality you're currently in. Yeah. And so it did that. It did a lot for me mentally, um, you know, physically it kept me in shape and it was just, uh, and, and throughout life since then, you know, I've had hardships, everybody does, but fishing has always been there to help me. Yeah. I, I love that, you know, I, yeah, I can't see myself without it. That's for sure. Yeah. I feel that I, so I worked in, uh, cardiac surgery at mm-hmm. a, um, at a hospital where we took every single case every hard case and it was pediatric cardiac surgery and 
like you said, there are just some cases that you can't shake. And I had always said, if I ever have a case and if I ever lose a patient that I don't have that feeling of remorse or that feeling of, you know, where you kind of harden yourself. If I ever get to that point, then I need to stop because I never wanted to lose that softness. I never wanted to lose that empathy or, um, or sympathy based on protection. Right. Um, and there's some people that can compartmentalize it. I truly believe that our first responders and, um, medical personnel should have access to therapy 24 um, seven. I think that it's important. I think that it's lacking and um, it should have been in my life at that point in time because you burn out. Um, yeah. And I, like you said, yeah, there, there are things that stick with you that you just can't shake and that are hard and getting into that outdoors for me was a part of that healing. It was a part of that. Um, you kind of have to be quiet in in the moments. You have to be quiet with your own self, which is a little bit scary at times. Um, you have to listen to yourself. You have to listen to the things that run through your head that you've had to work through and process and let go. And I think that nature does a great, um, a great deal of healing in that dogs do as well. Um, (laughs) I have to throw them in there. (laughs) We do not deserve them. Um, but I do like, I feel what you're saying in that I have felt it. And I think that a lot of people have felt that that resonates with a lot of people because, um, there's only so much that your heart and your brain can take and being able to get out and, and let go and allow things that are out of your control in a good way happen, um, kind of reminds your soul that everything's not so bad. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. and as like beautifully put, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You get ingrained with the bad when you're surrounded by it and you have to be reminded of the joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I grew up fishing. I didn't grow up hunting. I grew up fishing in ponds and creeks in Alabama. So that was where I started was fishing as a little kid. Oh, Rocky, I would have loved to have had this as a kid. I would have gotten out of a lot more trouble. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I don't know if it kept me out of trouble, but it did definitely. um, And I wasn't fly fishing. I was fishing with hot dogs on (laughs) regular (laughs) fishing rod. I was fishing for catfish um, and bass. So, um, but it's still along the same lines of patience. And um, I don't know, I've, I took a fly fishing small dose of a course, like talking 45 minutes of how do you even, I think it was basically just the, how do you, how do you use your arm with a fly fishing rod? How do you create that, uh, that rhythm and why do you have that rhythm and 
how is the rhythm wrong and how is the rhythm right and how do you have patience with yourself in learning and where is the groove of it but I didn't even get anywhere near water doing it (laughs) (laughs) well if you ever want to come to Utah I'd be happy yes the answer is yes (laughs) (laughs) yes Uh, but it's beautiful even in the 45 minutes of throwing a line on a pasture yes it was beautiful (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of different things um casting in itself is uh, in many view as like an art form Mm -hmm. um especially when you get to these anglers that are incredibly just skilled at casting um and they just they know how to control their line and um it's, it's it's so beautiful to mm-hmm. watch you know if you're just I have this friend that she's a phenomenal just caster every time I watch her just blown away and it's so fun just to like sit on the bank you know just be outdoors alone and then I look over and it's just like the sun's hit her right she's making the most beautiful cast I've ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah you couldn't catch it like if she didn't catch a fish it wouldn't matter mm-hmm. you know it's just it, it's just there's a lot of beauty to it but the, you know then there's the tying side of it um you know tying your bugs that's uh that's another art form <laughs> Correct. and it's beautiful it's hard mm-hmm. um it can be hard um it's challenging which is my favorite part but um there's a lot of different components that kind of come together should you choose to like pick at each component but mm-hmm. it's, it's really it's a lot <laughs> it is a, a lot. lot it is yeah. a lot i was talking to um jen smith who is based out of texas and i we were talking last year and she hunts and fishes so she she fly fishes it is something that kind of healed her soul along the way uh, but she also hunts and she said fly fishing in itself is hunting you are you are figuring out what you are searching for you're figuring out where they are what their habitat is what they're eating what um uh what you need to utilize in order to uh meet them where they are and it is more than just what i grew up doing just sitting on the side of a pond and throwing a hot dog in like it it (laughs) creates a sense of you have to learn you have to invest time you have to research you have to take time out there when you're not even fishing to figure out what you need to be utilizing and i she the way that she put it made fly fishing so much it made it intriguing it made it an adventure and uh like you said the challenge of it is is it draws you in yeah it really it really does i mean it's it's humbling too (laughs) (laughs) you like have it all figured out you know you've got your spot or spots and especially in the beginning and you're just out there, you know, plucking fish and you just, you feel so accomplished, but then you visit a different body of water, perhaps at the same time of year, maybe a different time of year. And then all of a sudden 
you're not so hot. Also, <laughs> yeah. you're, not, you're not just fucking them out. If mm-hmm. anything, you're just hoping to see one. So <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's very humbling um, and, and in so many ways. But the challenge of it is what's intriguing. I mean, you're dealing with a it's a live animal on the other end, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, you're not just casting or hooking a, a stick or a rock. There's a live creature on the other side and it, it can choose to give your, you know, um, your bait or flies the, the middle finger and swim away. Like it yeah. has. And they, <laughs> it do, has often. <laughs> and they do often. Yeah. <laughs> they? Yes. Yeah, it's it's really really fun and in just so many ways and the places it takes you too. Um, it really opens your mind to mm-hmm. you know going to different places and exploring different water and then chasing different species. Um, yeah, it's just a all around so a wonderful game. I, I there really aren't enjoy. there aren't too many um, ways in today's in today's world where you feel small. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I feel like the way that we connect with people and we have uh, the ability to talk to somebody clear across the world, um, it, it makes our world seem small. But I feel like in nature, I mean, I was in Montana this year and I felt so small <laughs> in this vast space. And it reminds me that... Um, that I, even though I am small, I still have a mark on this world. I still have a purpose. I still, and so does everybody else. And so I, that smallness that I feel when I'm out there isn't a negative. It's definitely a positive. It's definitely a reminder that I still have a lot to do. It's that humbling feeling that you're talking about of, Okay. Okay. That's thanks for the reminder. Um, let me get back to work. Um, let me pull my big girl birches up and, uh, and keep going because, um, because this world requires a whole lot more than settling. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something we're passing on to the next generation. Um, how did so going from being uh, without kids, <laughs> without a baby, um, and being able to fish and do things and go where you want to go whenever you want to, um, when you have the time and you make the time, adding a human being to the mix that is dependent, like you were saying, how did that? For some people, it causes you to slow down, which I think it does no matter what. You kind of have to slow down a little bit. But how did that inspire you to push forward? Um, I think, well, I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by people who love it as much as I do, if not more. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't fly fish for the pictures, you know, yeah. fly fish for, you know, I have days where I like debate the deleting Instagram and stuff. So yeah. it's just, there's, there's a lot more to it. And once something becomes a part of you, um, it's just a part of you. Yes. So regardless of what 
challenges you might think you have or they are actually challenges and that they truly are things you need to overcome um you will overcome them mm-hmm. because it, it's just something that you have to, you have to get through in order to get to what you what's what is really important to you and um for me in the beginning because we fished throughout my pregnancy yeah um i think it was like a few days before uh, me and my friend Megan went out fishing before I went to labor and um, you know there's like this cute little family of ducks and they had little baby ducks and she was just like oh it's a sign like you're gonna have your babies <laughs> <laughs> maybe but <laughs> not my home uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, it was just like this sweet little moment with my friend and uh, you know it got me thinking like you know it's not just gonna be me out here anymore mm-hmm. you know um, I'm, there's, there's going to be somebody else who not only doesn't know how to fish, but doesn't know how to feed themselves, you know, mm-hmm. and then just a lot, just so many things. And so, um, but honestly, we just, we packed what we needed and we left. When we got to the river, um, it felt like we had forgotten so many things. And that happened time after time after time. And each time got better. And each time we, you know, knew what we need to take, what we need to leave, mm-hmm. where we need to go. Um, and we started to develop a pattern, a system, and that helped. And everybody's system is a little bit different, I've noticed. Um, some things work for some families where other things don't work for others. Um, it definitely, I, you know, when she was really little, um, meaning like maybe eight, 10 months. It was so easy to just toss her in the backpack. She just fall asleep. Yes. Things are different now. She, yes. she, she, she's not going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> she loves it. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just cause she's been around it her whole life, but so far, um, I've never seen a child love fish more than I've seen her. Like mm-hmm. so it's crazy. Um, you know, her favorite books are for books with fish in them. She'll pull them up and ignore everything but it and then just go, fish, fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fish. And, um, you know, we were at the fly shop today and she just wanted to, like, look at everything, show me all, like, the the fish molds, like, everywhere. She was just so, so into it. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool to see that. And it, it actually helps get out. Like it helps you, it motivates you to get out, seeing your child more excited than you are just to get out and fish. Yeah. And, um, you know, but, but she doesn't, she wakes up now in the backpack if she does go to sleep and if she doesn't go to sleep, regardless, she's going to ask to come out now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she wants to get down. She started off with just like one of the throw rocks. So she just, sit next to me next to the bank and I'd I'd fish she'd be focused on the ground which meant I was really focused on the ground and not fishing correct <laughs> correct I toss it out there, but that's just not my you know uh-huh. you know yeah parent. so I'm just like hovering over her and then over time all of a sudden she wanted to like hold the rod and so now she's kind of tossing it around which is terrifying but so cute <laughs> I bet <laughs> yes. and, and so it's really really fun um like watching her develop that way um but that part about her just sitting down and playing rocks that's kind of where we've been the past you know 20 months we've we've really just fishing has slowed down yeah um 
I mean, it's not the same. You don't, you know, I mean, I mean, there are days where I just want to lay on the bank anyway, Mm -hmm. but more often than not, I I am trying to go out there to accomplish some kind of a goal. And uh, with a kid, it's just so, so different. It slows you down in ways you didn't imagine, but for the best, like the best reasons ever. Yeah. Um, I've seen more and observed more with her by my side than I would have without her because I'm showing her things or maybe sharing something or, you know, I'm as much as she can comprehend, I'm constantly trying to feed her information. But through that, she, like, I noticed things, you know, I remember watching um, just a hatch unfold in a way I'd never really seen it before. Um, And I just, it was because of hers because we stopped, we really stopped to just listen and, and go her pace. And uh, I enjoyed that. I actually enjoyed it a lot more than the way I used to fish. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I have my days. Um, my husband and I, we came up with this plan just to like, so we can both just fill our cups. Um, throughout the month of January and February, I get to fish every single Saturday solo and he gets to fish every single Sunday solo. Mm-hmm. So we either go with our friends or we go by ourselves. doesn't matter, but there's no, there's no restrictions, right? There's right. no, you, have, you don't have to leave at a certain time. You don't have to be home at a certain time. You just get out there and fish. So I am getting that bit back. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is important. It's, yes. It's so important. Um, but, uh, you know, throughout the week, we go at least once a week, weather permitting, um, and, uh, to sit on the bank or, or, or just let her throw that rod around with no flies on it, just so she can kind of dink around, but it's different. It is different, yeah. but I like yeah. how you said, and I kind of feel the same way. Like I didn't grow up hunting. I started hunting early 30s, and it wasn't until my kids started walking alongside of me that, you know, you always have, like you said, I wish that I had done that when I was a kid. I wish that I could have done. Well, now I feel as though watching them go through it, I am. Oh, sure. That's a point. I'm seeing those details. I'm starting out with those small little things and noticing those small little details that only a kid would notice. And I wouldn't get to notice that without them. Um, Mm -hmm. I would have been so focused on an adult goal that I would – I wouldn't have ever experienced a child's goal. And so I feel like – what I missed as a child, I'm now filling my my cup as a kid doing it alongside of them. And cool. and you do get that that sense of pride. It changes. We've always had this discussion. I've always had this discussion with the kids. You you are taught something, you do something, and then you teach it. And I've said that a couple of different times on the podcast, but it is, it's something that I was taught or I learned because I, I solo hunted from the beginning. So I was either taught or I learned somewhere through a book or online and then I did it. And now that I have kids, I have been able to teach it, which then takes me back to a place that I feel as though I missed. And 
I don't know. I feel like that cup is being filled as I walk alongside of them. And whether you have kids or not, um, you can mentor kids, you can mentor an adult, you can take it back to when you're seeing it with fresh eyes. And it does kind of take you back to those moments that you may have missed. And, uh, and it, it makes you aware, but it makes you grateful for being able to see it through through somebody else's eyes. You get to enjoy <laughs> it a little bit more, I think. Um, Absolutely. I, I get more satisfaction seeing somebody have success out there in meeting their goals, whether it ends with, you know, a fish on the line or uh, a completed harvest, but it is more along the lines of the small victories where you see their eyes light up, look what I just mm-hmm. did, or look what I just oh, learned, yeah. or did you see that cast? Like it is getting that rhythm with a fly rod and feeling it, even if it's only with four casts, you're like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. Um, but it does, it takes you back to that. And so, yeah, I feel I feel like the moments that I lost as a kid, I'm gaining right now watching them do it yeah that's a really yeah that's a good um it's a good way to look at it and feel because it's so true Mm -hmm. um it really is you just kind of revisit a lot of things Mm -hmm. you know it's it's so fun you know I'm not I always struggled with like the cheesy things, you know, like cheesy stuff for, for kids and thought it was always so lame, but like, you know, with (laughs) my daughter and like watching TV with her and like these silly cartoons, you know, I'm getting cheesy myself. Yeah. It's it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's raising a child is, is really cool. Cause you're right. It does bring you back to childhood in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely builds you differently now like you said whether it's uh your own biological kid or somebody else you know it's, it's always it's fun to share those things i think it's why i like fishing with people that are just getting into the sport yes it's so fun yeah it's so so fun yeah they are just it's so cool it really <laughs> is now you're a part of a fly club out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that um, so we have um, an all-women's fly fishing club here, and we actually have a couple in the state, which is really fun. Um, and uh, the whole idea behind it is just trying to find a friend to fish with, somebody that, whether they're on your level or not, mm-hmm. um, has the same goals in mind. And um, it's been a lot of fun. I've met some pretty, I'd say... Uh, influential people to me that have mm-hmm. changed my life um and these people come from all kinds of backgrounds right some of these people are are just unbelievably rich um and some people are are just in the grind just like i am so yeah. it's 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 amazing because those things don't matter yeah and so you're out there sharing you know this common love and passion and um you know i've I've found so many of those women through our our group and um i can't imagine how many more i'm going to meet you know yeah (laughs) it's just it, it women are growing in this sport and so um it's really fun to see 
and meet all kinds of women from all kinds of backgrounds. Um, you know, we, we have outings, a um, couple classes and clinics. When I, when I first started it, um, it was just a simple, like, I just want some girlfriends. You know, I like fishing with the guys, no problem, but hanging out with girls is so fun. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's a lot of fun when I was um, in, uh, well, it was like early junior high, um, late elementary school, I was bullied pretty heavily by a group of girls. And so naturally, I just, I only hung out with guys. Um, I, guys were my best, like, I always had a best friend that was a guy, you know, throughout my whole life until now. And like, just men have been so important to me in my life. And um, it, when I maybe like late, late teens, um, I started hanging out with more girls and, um, you know, they, they, you know, my sister introduced me to a lot of people. And so it was a lot of fun and I realized I, I really enjoyed them and, um, we just connect differently. Um, and so when joining, like making the club, I was just searching for that, but outside and fishing mm -hmm. instead of like in a club or, uh, you know, at whatever party, like I, I didn't want that life anyway anymore. And so I, I wanted something different and I wanted to surround myself with women that also like enjoy that. Yeah. And, you know, um, not that I don't enjoy those other things, but, you know, priorities. <laughs> and so it's been fun. I've, I've definitely found a lot of really good relationships through it. And other people um, within it have found each other, you know, that have nothing to do with me. And that's the best part about it. It's just, um, it's a lot of fun. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. I think you, you hit on a couple of things that hit home with me. Um, that sometimes it's hard. I guess it's a sense of maturity when you figure out you don't have to conform to a group of people that you don't necessarily find that that same-mindedness with, that commonality with. Um, it's okay. It's okay for you not to fit into every single group. Um, I've had to remind myself, I'm a people pleaser. So I, mm -hmm. I want to fit into every single group. I want everybody to be okay. I want to be, find peace with everybody. I want everybody to like me. And it has taken years for me to figure out it's okay to not fit into every group. It's okay to want to search for people who are like-minded, who, uh, who are going to elevate you in your goals, who are going to support you in those goals, and that you get to support them in their goals. It's okay to have acquaintances outside of, of what you are familiar with, but it's also okay to seek out people that you, that you are like. And it took a long time for me to figure that out. And I think I was probably in a similar space as you were, that it took me a long time to trust that. It took me a long time to trust and lean into, um, well, I, it, this wasn't about me always. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's, it, it was a struggle that somebody else had and, um, and that's okay too. And boundaries are good and, and finding people that, 
um, are going to be good for you is not selfish. It's actually very healthy. Um, so yeah, I, feel where you are finding a tribe of women who who feel that that I can also invest in and support man there's nothing like it oh no that's it's it's so fun Mm -hmm. it's just it's so fun and it's different it's just it's a different like uh, how we're talking like it's a different pace with kids Mm -hmm. um I from from at least my experience, I have felt it is a completely different pace with women as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I like both, you know, I'm not saying one's better than the other. They both are different though. And I've, I've fished with a lot of females that, um, you know, they've got one goal in mind and that's to catch a fish and regardless of who they're with or mm-hmm. what they're doing, they've got, they've got their goal. Right. But Oftentimes, um, it, you know, becomes a shared goal and all of a sudden you have like four girls rooting behind you for you to catch this one dumb fish and like everybody's hyped, everybody's excited. And it's just like this, it's so, so fun. Like I, I, I I don't know. I can't get enough of it. Um, but it just, we goof around, um, we take it serious when it happens, but like, it's a different pace and it's a, it's a pace I thoroughly enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of laughing happens, sometimes more laughing than fishing itself. But that's okay. <laughs> you need it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's needed. It's it really, really, really is. And it doesn't matter if it's a male or female, but as long as you're, you're, you're finding somebody that likes to fish your pace, like gosh, it's, it's just not, you know, replaceable. It's hard to replace a fishing buddy. <laughs> yeah. you just, it's hard. Once you found a good one, you found them. And I have found so many, um, whether they're very experienced or just getting into it. Um, as long as that passion is there, you know, guarantee we're going to have a good time. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. I kind of want to look back at my 12, 13 year old self and say, Oh, just take a deep breath. I know, right? <laughs> Just take a deep breath. We've got so many kids these days struggling with identity and with um, finding value in themselves and instead finding value in how others think of them. And that will always fail. And mm-hmm. um, and that's not a failure in themselves. It's, it's something to re- remember that that's not, that's not who they are the way somebody views them is not who they are. It's not their identity. And, um, and yeah, man, if I could just take a moment to to send a note back and say your value is more than what somebody else says it is. Um, I think that we, I think I would be, uh, I would have been much further in that journey earlier on. Um, it took a long time to get there. So, um, I don't know. There's just, there's a lot of hurt that is going on right now that, um, I'm glad that you kind of brought that up because it is, there is joy in, in finding your group of people. And sometimes it takes a little bit to figure that out, but just stay strong to who you are and you'll end up finding them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and maybe that group of people is one person. Exactly. You know, it doesn't have to be 20, 30 people. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But, but 
but you'll find if you have those similar true passions, I think you'll find them. They're mm-hmm. there. And then some people just like to fish alone too. So and that's okay. Yeah. You know, that's that's great in itself. That's mm-hmm. that's freaking awesome. I yeah. found it I do it from time to time. It's very therapeutic. So it truly is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just it takes all it takes is just one person. Mm-hmm. It just takes one friend that you can call, whether it's fishing, hunting, whatever it may be. Um, and they're they're up for whatever adventure, you know, you've got going on. Mm-hmm. That's the you know, if you can find that through a community or, you know, however you choose to communicate with the rest of the world, like social media. I mean, there there's people out there. You just have to be open to it, you know, and then yeah. uh, opportunities for new friendships will definitely come along. That's <laughs> so true. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Hey, you've got something else on your page that kind of sparked my interest and I wanted to ask you about it. Um, the Mayfly yeah. Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, um, do you know anything about it? I don't. So I'm asking, I mean, I, I read a little bit about it, but I kind of wanted to hear from you about what all it entailed and, and how, um, you were involved with it. Okay. Um, so first off, um, I have to get credit where it's due. Um, we have two founders. We have Caitlin and Jess. They started the Mayfly Project years ago, and the mission is to get kids that are in foster care systems out fly fishing. Um, We know this from our experiences, uh, the clarity it can bring us, the healing it can bring us, and, you know, just the outdoor space alone. Um, And we want to, we want to share that. Yeah. um, Because I've. I feel we feel that regardless what they're going through, uh, this could be a way for them to keep moving. And so, um, you know, we, depending on which project, because they're throughout the entire United States, they're all over the place. And and we're constantly looking for people who would like to start a project in their area because Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately, there are a lot of foster children in our country, and um, you know, we, we just want to share this opportunity as much as we can. So we're always looking um, for more volunteers and helpers and people to start their own. Um, but depending on which one, we have outings um, that range anywhere from like de- again, depending on the program. Some are four, some are six, some do multiple outings a year um, it, for different groups, mm-hmm. but. We go through, you know, um, a process of locating these children, whether it's through foster homes, um, caseworkers, uh, whoever I can get a hold of, you know, I'll talk with them just to see if there's any any interest. And once we fill it up, we um, run a program. We get these kids out fishing. We introduce them to still water, rivers, bugs, casting, you name it, you know, we, we just try to go out there and have a really good time. And um, at the end of the program, they don't know this. And if you're listening, don't spoil and tell anyone <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that might, you know, listen and be, you know, ruin the surprise. But they, they get their own rod and reel mm. at the end and they don't know. It. And it's the coolest moment ever because a lot of these kids, um, they really do look forward to it mm-hmm. um and, and often not the ones that are struggling 
it's not because they don't like it. They're just they're struggling with something else. Yeah. And they, they can't break away. And um, that's where our mentors come in. They're so important. Um, our team here, we have a wonderful team of mentors that um, this past year did an awesome job just making connections with these kids. And, you know, some of them did open up, you know, yeah. and it was it's awesome. It's amazing. And so um, they have the tools to continue it now now this is also tricky because um you know they they don't have a friend to take them we only have a friend to go and so we try to keep that communication as much as we we can um and uh you know we we try to you know share information with them just to keep in touch if 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 it's all at all allowed um but the the goal is just to introduce them you know and maybe it'll come back to them in life and and maybe it won't but um from my experience the joy that i've seen um from these kids in these opportunities honestly just make you know brings me to tears every time it's just it's it's wonderful it's it's great it's a great program um i'm a very small part of it but i i I love it, you know, mm-hmm. and I and I encourage anybody who might have some time to donate to to do so. Um, it's it's just it's a it's a really good program. Yeah, I really enjoy being part of it. I don't think um, if you aren't familiar with foster care and kids in foster care, a lot of kids don't own a whole lot of things themselves. Yeah. it is usually borrowed or. Um, temporarily uh, given to use, but there's not a whole lot that they actually own themselves. So giving them something like that, um, it goes deeper than just handing a rod over or uh, there's, it's, it's so much bigger. It's so, so Uh, much bigger. Um, It's a very emotional day for us at the end of for everyone. It's just, it's a lot of emotion because we've heard that, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, um, yeah, it's important to to validate that feeling. Yeah, it it really is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I love, man, I love the goal of that. Um, I love that it's not just in your area. If you're listening and yeah. you're a fly fisherman mm-hmm. or a woman, and this is something that speaks to your heart, reach out. Um. I think that there's a lot that that can be done that isn't just like you said in that day. It's continue if if communication is allowed afterwards. It's I have noticed with kids because of programs that I've worked with that yeah, sometimes you lose them in college or sometimes you lose them after high school or sometimes you lose them in high school, but you're planting a mustard seed. <laughs> you're you're planting a skill that they will always remember how they felt in that moment. Mm-hmm. And years down the road, they might go, oh, I need something. What am I missing? What am I missing? What do I need? And they go, I really want to feel the same way I did when I was out there. And Absolutely. they and they go, okay, well, this is, and they'll come back to it. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a tool in their tool belt that even if it goes silent for a little while, it's still there. So even Absolutely. if it's just one day, 
even if it's yeah. just for a couple of hours, you are mm-hmm. you are planting a mustard seed that allows them to have a tool that they can bring out and utilize in a situation where they don't feel like they can have a moment like that again. And uh, that's huge. That's huge. That's bigger than than even just taking them fly fishing. You are actually giving them something that they can put in their tool belt for later, even if they don't realize they're doing that in the moment. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's really fun. And, um, all it takes is that time out there mm-hmm. you know, to go, Whoa, this is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. We, you know, we had, so we had our, our last meeting with the kids. Um, we had a fly tying night and, um, it was really fun because so many of them, they were now showing up with like their own backpacks from school because we give them like a little backpack that they bring with all their curriculum and all their tools and all that stuff each outing. But um, this time we didn't require any of that. So that they just kind of came with their own stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was so cool to see that on their like school backpacks, they were putting on um, you know, these, like these, these pins we give them throughout the program and that was on their stuff, you know? And so they definitely were prideful of that, that, or or it had a special place for them, um, enough to, you know, display display it and share it. So, um, yeah, the difference can be made and it's, you know, it's, it is, slowly we're reaching more children, but there's just so many, you know, and then, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a really awesome opportunity. I encourage anyone to look into it just because um, whether if you can't give time, you know, uh, we're always looking for donations, but mm-hmm. um, time is priceless, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's great if you're in Utah and you happen to hear this and you're interested in maybe starting a, a subchapter within our state, please reach out because I'd be more than supportive of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see another program here as well. It's needed. We, I think we we need more than one um or if you just want to volunteer make sure to reach out because i'd be happy to point you in the right direction or you know help get the ball rolling yeah and just remember (laughs) you don't have to have and and i've heard this constantly well i don't live anywhere near where you can fly fish that is not true it's not true i learned how to cast in a field like the, mm-hmm. it is, it is, you do not have to have a beautiful, clear creek with trout in it, <laughs> which is how, yeah. which is how people think that that's how it's supposed to be. You can learn that's on so a pond, yeah. you can learn on a lake, you can learn on in a field. Like there are so many ways that oh, you yeah. can uh, bring this into somebody's life or into your own life. Um that's- Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have come to the end of our time, which I hate. I could keep going. This is so much fun. (laughs) But I want people to be able to reach out to you if they do have these questions. So um, tell people how they can follow you, um, your your women's club that you're a part of. And then also you guys have heard about the the Mayfly Project. So go ahead and let people know how they can follow you. Okay. Um, so for our uh, women's fly fishing club, we kind of got away from Instagram. Yeah. Um, so it's on there. It's called Wasatch Fly Club. But we've been fishing too much. To <laughs> Good for pay you. Attention to that thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
So maybe, maybe at some point we'll pick it up, but um, we do have a closed Facebook group. So if you are interested and happen to live locally, um, it's called the Wasatch Women's Fly Fishing Club. And you are more than welcome to join our Facebook page and ask questions, share your success or silently observe, you know, whatever makes you happy. And then, you know, come to an outing and make some new friends. Um, as for the Mayfly Project, you are more than welcome to reach out to me. Um, I uh, um, can put you in contact with the, the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't use Facebook myself anymore, but if you'd like to reach out over Instagram, you can. I can also provide an email. What do you think, Amy? Or is there a preference? And- well, you can do either <laughs> one. We'll put them both. Well, okay. They will both be in um, – in the the post that goes along with this um but you can message rebecca i love your handle (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) um it's chewbacca and Uh you know it's a little bit of love for chewbacca my husband uh was teasing me about it uh when we first met we were just at work and he drew this little weird other looking Chewbacca <laughs> thing. And, and it just, and Instagram was just starting back and back then. And um, we were a little bit late to the game, but um, when I went to go put it in, someone else had already come up with it. And so mine has three W's in it. Yes, it does. <laughs> Chewbacca. That's <laughs> oh, just so fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but people are more than welcome to reach out there. Um, so it's Chewbacca, C-H-E-W-W-W-B-E-C-A. Mm-hmm. And um, anyone is welcome to just shoot me an email if they'd like. Um, you, uh, I think Instagram now allows you to click the email button now on someone's profile. It does. It does. Perfect. So you're welcome to do that as well. Um, and uh, um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, no, I think that that's perfect. And I will have, if you go to my Instagram page, you will be able to find her information there. Um, and Rebecca, I just, I appreciate your time. Like we have said before, time is so, so special and valuable. And so I honor that and I respect it. And thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Amy. I really appreciate your time. This has been really fun. And um, I assume most of your audience is uh, they're hunters. Is that correct? No, actually, we have a whole lot of fishermen and women that listen. We have a lot of hikers. We have uh, foragers. This has been, I mean, yes, I would say... Um, I have a lot of people who hunt that follow me, but the podcast is listened to by a whole lot of just outdoors people. So that's a, that's a fun thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if anyone's listening to this and they, they don't happen to fly fish, um, and are looking to get started, you know, I think an easy way to get into it, um, is just simply by kind of, you know, Googling it, mm-hmm. looking it up what it's about. Um, and then, you know, searching up your nearest fly shop. Yes. Um, for fly fishermen, we go to places called a fly shop. Yes. And um, it is a 
Wonderful, wonderful place to get started. Um, I've worked in a few and I, you know, I've always, and, and most of the staff I've ever worked with has thoroughly enjoyed just sharing the sport. And so most shops, I mean, you'll walk in and people are more than happy to, you know, help you get started or answer any questions. There's no such thing as any dumb questions. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's just important to remember, it's just fishing. Mm-hmm. And so, it's a. Uh, it may seem intimidating, or like there's a lot to it because there is, in a sense. But there's an easy way for that to all be applied together. Mm-hmm. And um, so, if you're thinking about, you know, giving it a try, I I suggest you do. And, yes. Um, it's, it's easy to get started. Um, if you, uh, you know, kind of reach out to these shops and start a conversation or, or again, do some research on your own, um, it's, it's, it's awesome. It is. And I think that there's a little bit of a stipulation. I'll, I'll say this really quick. Um, there's a little bit of a stipulation that fly fishing is very expensive. Um, and there are ways around that. There are uh, a lot of used shops that you can find uh, used equipment at very discounted rates. There are ways that you can do this on a budget. And so don't let that be something that hinders you from trying it. Uh, your fly shop will be able to um, point you in the direction of a way to to get into it if you are on a tighter budget. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't want that to hinder people. It is kind of like duck hunting is a pretty expensive thing to do in the hunting world. There are ways around that. So don't, don't let that stop you. Absolutely. Yeah. There are a lot of companies nowadays that, you know, um, grateful to have them around because they bring a different price point to the game mm-hmm. and they allow people to get into the sport. Um, at a fraction of maybe what it used to be or right. what it can't be, right? Yeah. It can still cost a lot, but um, to get started, no way, mm-hmm. no way. Um, I've you know when I first started, I started fly fishing with a hot pink fly rod. It was a kid's fly rod, and um, <laughs> that thing caught a lot of fish. So <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> it's you know, skill. I, it's skill. <laughs> Just learn how to do it the right way. <laughs> All about that time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's. it's yeah, it's awesome. I yeah, definitely don't see that as an obstacle. There's so many ways used, whether it's online or locally, is is an awesome option. So glad you threw that in because <laughs> that does often come up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, there are lots of ways. Um, yeah. Well, Rebecca, thank you. Thank you as well. This has been so great.